Hey, beautiful soul fam. Hope all is well in your world. I welcome you with an open heart into today's new Ceremony Circle podcast episode. For those of you new to the show, I am your host, shaman, and author of the best-selling book, Animal Power, Allison Charles. And today we sit with someone who you might have sat with before if you're an avid listener here on Ceremony Circle. I love diving into astrology so much with her that I had to have her back. She is intuitive astrologer and spiritual teacher, Danielle Page. Now you might've seen her work featured in Goop or Vogue, or maybe you even listened to her Cosmic Body podcast, but today we're going to get the inside scoop on what will be coming up for us astrologically. I wanted today's show to take on a different theme. So you're going to hear her answers to some super random and fun questions that I came up with. I just wanted to toss them her way and see what she had to share today. And then we get down to the nitty gritty on what is brewing astrologically that would be good for us to be consciously aware of. We're talking especially the dates of July 31st, some magic happening in October. And then there's another huge passageway that actually takes us into January. So there is a lot of power packed info today, fam. So you might even want to grab a pen and a journal so you can take some notes. Let us gather now around the fire with consciousness guide and intuitive astrologer, Danielle Page. Okay, here she is again, folks. We've got returning guests. Actually, you are my very first reoccurring guest. Sound the celebratory noises. Yeah. And it's my Mars and Leo loves the celebration. Cool. (laughs) Amazing. I hadn't really realized that until this moment. And like I told you before, I got such great response from the first time that you were on. My soul fam seems to love you. Tons of DMs coming in being like, you two are a vibe, two powerful goddesses, like all that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you for coming back on and for the soul fam joining us. I was just thinking, huh, you know, I really learned so much the first time. Anyone who did not listen to that episode, I put it in my notes. Daniel's first time on was episode 39. So go to episode 39 of Ceremony Circle. And in that you can hear her whole backstory, her whole journey. And you can also hear me learning a lot about astrology, like terminology. When you guys wrote in your listener questions, I was like, it was sounded like foreign language to me. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I'm happy to have you back and we're going to get into some of the main astrological things that are happening now and on the horizon. I thought that would be of service for you all, but I just want to start with just keeping it light. Are you game for me just asking you really random questions? I'm always fun for random and games and everything. Okay. Okay, For the listeners who know. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I have dated a lot of Gemini. I don't know if that helps me learn anything about what you said. Yes. We're, it's um, Gemini is the archetype of this witty banter, of this playfulness, of this curiosity, of this quick wittedness. So it's just a part of my nature. Okay, cool. That, that I can see how that could describe for a while. The only people I had in my lives were Gemini's, my ex-fiance, people I was co-hosting a show with, closest friends. Every single person was Gemini for many years. It was barely, barely bizarre, but okay. Question number one, there's a whole bunch. So I'm just going to like randomly scan through. So let's start with this one. 
who is the spiritual ally, the spiritual guide that you are most connected with right now? Oh, mother Mary. And not even a religious thing. Just, she started coming through to me and I'm like, who are you? (laughs) I didn't know anything about her. She always comes through to me when I need that loving motherly energy. I feel like when I'm in meditation a lot, she gives me a hug. She knows I'm crying a lot with my cancer moon processing emotions. So it's really beautiful. Oh, that's so nice. I love her too. Jesus has been my main guide this whole lifetime. And I know him as ascended master Jesus, because I don't have much of a religious background. Jesus and Mary love them both. Okay. Let's go with what's your favorite flower? Oh, it's now roses. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but they're just so high vibrational and to me, so feminine. So right now it's roses. I always have roses and I hear you. I'm being honest. I start every single morning misting my favorite rose water on my face. And I forgot, forget the name of the brand of it. Otherwise I would just plug it for free right here in this episode. Cause I'm so obsessed with it and I gift it to all my friends, but yeah, I put that on my face and throughout the day. And then I also have this rose serum from these Bulgarian roses and I pour it. I make rose matcha, rose water. I'm also obsessed with rose. It just like my whole body softens when you say that, because it feels so good. It's so calming to the nervous system too. So yes, yes. And I'm not sure how many people know, like you said, it's my understanding. It's like the highest vibrational flower. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm curious about all these, but I was really curious what you would say for this. If you had to pick sauna or ice bath. Oh, sauna for sure. I, I run cold all the time. I'm freezing. It's like in Miami and I'm like, oh, I still have a little jacket on. <laughs> Same here. Okay. Yeah. I'm still, we have this incredible Morotsko ice bath. And as you know, Luke takes them like three, four times a day. And he's like, I don't know how people don't do this. And I'm like, I don't do this. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't mastered that one yet. No, me either. If you had to pick lucid dreaming or morning meditation. I mean, I do have Neptune on my ascendance. So definitely lucid dreaming. I like to go off into the ethers. It's been my thing to come back and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I have a body. Hey, didn't see you here. Gotta come back to this. Yeah. So amazing. Let's see. I'm having a good time with these. What is your favorite beverage right now? Like, is there something that you're drinking a lot of? I am kind of boring when it comes to this. I drink spring water with electrolytes or minerals. So sometimes a green juice, but lately it's been more just, I need to drink more water. Mm -hmm. um, Spring water, talking to my water, charging the water. I'm looking for a vortex. I definitely want to get a vortex for the water because it's alive. So you have to activate it. Yes. I'm with you on that. Ooh, this is a good one. And I know you posted about this. So you've been sharing that you've been going through this. What did you most learn through this bout with the flu or whatever it was that you've been moving through? What what did it most teach you? Oh gosh. Okay. That's a little bit of a loaded question because of what I've been through with Lyme. If people don't know my journey, I, in 2017, I got super sick with Lyme and Epstein-Barr and mold and fungus and parasites, candida. It's once you have one, you have them all and they all kind of live off each other and thrive off each other because really your gut, your acids and your gut are too low. So it can't really fight anything off. 
So I've been through so much with health. This last round, I don't know, I got some kind of weird flu. What did I learn from that? I mean, I'm still coming out the other end. It definitely knocked me out. We talked about that before. I'm over a week now and I'm still just getting back to half of my energy that I had. I guess I'll say this. I don't know if I necessarily learned this time, but it was reinforced and I'm pretty good with this because of what I've been through. I never feel guilty for taking time out and resting. I know a lot of people constantly feel guilty like, oh, I was in bed all day or I was doing this. And I'm like, I always say, why add that pressure to us? Because if you wouldn't be laying in bed unless your body needed a rest, you wouldn't be doing this unless you needed that. So I listen to my body and my soul all the time. So I never feel guilty about that. So I guess my reminder for other people is if your body needs a break, it is very dense here on earth. You know, it's not saying that in a negative way, but it is. We are light beings and we come to this dense vibration. Earth is incredibly dense. And so many of us that are sensitive and doing this work in the world, it sometimes is hard, right? So we need a break. We need to listen to our bodies. So I have been laying in bed so much to the point of like, okay, I need to see humans now because like, this is just too much, right? But I'm honoring that's what my body needs. And, you know, it, and also one last thing I'll say is it has been actually a little bit hard, even though I love to be alone and I'm okay being alone. It's been very hard because I couldn't really do much. I couldn't read or watch a movie because I was in so much pain. Mm. So I'm just honoring that, like the feelings that are coming up with this, like that's not my ultimate truth. It's like a something I'm going through, but to not attach a long-term story to a short-term emotion of what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. For not fully coming out of it and fully processed, you had a lot of good shares in there. So I know <laughs> it's because what I do, I like literally process the back. I can. With my soul, what I learned is I'm here to transmute and I can be in the depths of hell and still give like pretty good information to people. Let's choose a different soul contract, a different soul path, because I'm kind of done with that. But yeah, that's something that I definitely can see that I'm good at. Yes. So along the same themes, because I've just been personally curious about this. The last time I had you on, you had just experienced removing, having a breast implant explant, breast explant. And so where are you at with that? And how are you feeling? Well, yeah, that's right. We talked in, was it the end of the year? Yeah, it was the end of the year. I just went through that. So now it's been several months coming up on a year soon. And besides this like little situation that just happened, because people get sick and you have to process, I am really, besides this, the healthiest that I've been. My inflammation is gone. My brain fog is gone. My um, ability to work out and to do things is back. It is literally night and day. But I also was kicking and screaming and I didn't want to get them out at the same time because I actually liked the way they looked on me because I'm pretty tiny and very petite. So I had to work through really accepting my body for just me and for who I am. And I have to say, so I didn't really have this expectation of like, oh, I'll get this out. Everything's going to be cured. I'm like, to be honest, I thought I was going to get them out. And I thought I was going to look super ugly. And, you know, I'm just sharing that because I'm sharing the real and the raw that a lot of people don't talk about. And I love them. They're super cute. I talked about that last time. They are super cute. I got a sneak peek. I was like, (laughs) oh, these are great. They are. They are. And it is very different. I mean, for 20 years, I looked a certain way. And so I'm still getting used to that. But the benefits that it has brought to me, it doesn't matter. You know, towards the end, I literally sat there and I, this is what I processed and this sounds so obnoxious, but I want to share. I said, 
okay, yeah, so I have like these really perfect looking boots, right? With the, with my implants. And I'm like, okay, so what is that going to matter when I'm in my coffin? Really? I'm like, so I have these great tits and I'm in a coffin or I'm laying in bed all day and nobody can see me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so that's so ridiculous. And like, that's what made me realize, no, I'm like, really, I've gotten my life back. Wow. I've completely gotten my life back. Um, people don't understand. There were so many things I couldn't do. I was out of breath all the time. I couldn't take deep breaths in my brain fog, my information. I look like a different person now completely. You can see in my videos and my pictures, I look like a different person. I was just suffering and people won't always put it together, but everything improved. My lymph nodes improved because everything was backed up. My digestion improved. Mm. And when you, you move the piece that's toxic in your body, everything can fall back into place. And that's what it's been doing. Wow. That's just like a giant metaphor for life too. <laughs> yeah. Remove the toxic piece, whether it's a relationship, job, self-deception, whatever is going on, and then everything can get back into divine alignment. So, well, good work. Thank you. I know you were really moving through a lot as we were leading up to having you on the first time, you were really being confronted with all of these layers some of which you just mentioned, facing fears. And as you do, letting it all come up fully to fully feel and alchemize your way through. So you were really stepping through some fires. Then you had them out. And I'm so happy to hear that it's been a good journey for you. Thank you. And I just, if I could add one thing too, because I feel like someone that's listening really needs to hear this, is that sure, I look a little bit different when I wear dresses, but the reality is, no man has not pursued me, not asked me out, not been with me because I don't have that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, to be honest, nobody else cares outside of you. And I understand if people want to do something for themselves, I did it for myself. I, I wanted that. I just felt like it balanced my body out more. But I also want to let people know that like people don't care. All they respond to is if you're happy and I am been happier and more vibrant since I got them out because I'm healthier. And that's what people are responding to. Love it. All Nobody right. cares. Yes, for real. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> okay. Last couple ones. Do you like to cook? Oh, this is a lovely question. I feel like the guy sent you with this one. Okay. So yes, I do like to cook, but there's a big caveat. I am not a natural in the kitchen at all. I wish I was. I work on this. I take lessons with people, I'm a chefs, to try to learn more. But I'm not good at it because I never know what to get. I never know what to buy. So I still need help with that. But once I do cook something, it always comes out amazing. And I decorate the plate. It looks beautiful. But I need help with that. So if anyone's listening, please help me. I'm not a natural in the kitchen. I'm a natural with the soul. I'm not a natural in the kitchen. <laughs> I hear you. That has been pretty similar to my journey as well. I've always ended up with a lot of incredible chef, like world-renowned chef friends for some reason. And so it's always astounding for me to watch them in the kitchen and watch their process and how they revere it. And so like, they're just in this whole zone as they're doing it. And I just... I've never been able to really relate. I love to do beverages. I'm really good at elixirs <laughs> and smoothies, but in terms of cooking, never been my forte either. So I was just curious about for you. It is a real craft and it's so nurturing and it's beautiful. And to be honest, one of my biggest fears about becoming a mom is not the emotional component. Cause I'm like, I got that in the bag. Like we are so good nurturing emotions, expression, self, like 
I'm like, I have to feed the child. Yeah. Like, that scares me. What <laughs> so is my much. kid going to eat? Yes. That scares me. Yes. More than anything. I hear you. All right. Well, I mean, the good thing is there's a lot of really incredible Luke and I right now are eating this, I think it's called daily dose. And in daily dose, they have a bunch of different programs and I'm on the Dr. Jill Blakely fertility meal delivery system. And so everything's like healthy meats, healthy foods. They just get delivered to our door and I put them in the oven. And then Luke is so sweet. He's always like, thanks for dinner, honey. Thanks for cooking. I'm like, you got it. Like, <laughs> popped it in the oven, but it they've come out with all sorts of stuff. So I feel like by the time we're moms, we'll be able to sort it all out. Okay. Last question. And then we'll get into the astrological themes, uh, quality that you are most looking for in a man. Oh, uh, do you see, I just grabbed my heart. I feel it so deeply. I mean, there's many, should I get my list? Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, true. okay, well, there's two major things and we all want communicative, honest, but one, he needs to have a kind heart. That's so important to me. The way that they treat other people, the way he will be with me. I'm very sensitive physically, emotionally. I need someone understanding about that and understanding to other people. I mean, I've definitely got a fireside, so I can tell people off what I need to, but overall need to have a good heart, mm-hmm. right? And need to be able to understand this world because I will never be aligned with someone that doesn't get what I do. It's just like, Oh honey, I think that's amazing, but I just don't understand you or that'll never work. So an alignment with our lifestyle, super, super, super important. Mm. And I mean, just a man, like man, 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 man. Uh Yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Um, I know some of those were a little bit more on the personal side and. Oh, I love it. Hey, I'm an open book. Cool. Me too. Hey fam. I hope you're enjoying today's lovely ceremony circle podcast voyage. This is just a quick note to remind you that animal power book. My first book is officially out in the world right now. It has been released and even before it was released, it was being rated as the top new release on Amazon in both the shamanism and angel and spirit guide categories. I'm so thankful to all of you who have already purchased the book, but for those of you who haven't, Animal Power 100 Animals to Energize Your Life and Awaken Your Soul is now available anywhere books are sold. You can go to your independent bookstores, you can go to Target, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you please, and you can pick up a copy for yourself and your friends with in the book, I share with you what power animals are, how to connect with power animals, why you want to, and there are 100 different power animal allies featured. Each has a full page of embodied, vibrant, colorful artwork done by the late William Santiago out of Brazil. And then there are energy messages and power practices that are rituals and ceremonies you can do to deepen your relationship with the animal. And there are also stories from other shamans and spiritual teachers from all around the world. They talk about an animal that changed their life. This is the project that I am most honored to co-create and to bring out into the world. It is powerful. This book is definitely a living, breathing medicine book, and I have been so enjoying all of your personal stories. 
of what you've been experiencing with it since you have gotten it in your hands. So you can, again, go to anywhere books are sold or you can go to my website, alisoncharles.com backslash animal power. And when you order the book there, you also get a free video guided shamanic journey that I facilitate with my drum for you to meet your current power animal. All right, guys, back to the show. All right. So with your soul's calling and all this magical, powerful work that you do on the astrological side, what can you share with us that would be good to know that's going on right now and coming up? So this summer, we actually have a very interesting transit going on. So I'll break this down the best that I can, because I know that there's a lot of listeners that don't know this other language. And Mm -hmm. like you said, in the beginning, I teach my astrology mystery school students, they are learning a language, the language of the stars. So, which is the language of your soul. We have July 31st is that when it's exact, but that means the week before and the week after, and even the coming weeks following that, we're still going to feel the energy. Okay. But it becomes exact. July 31st, we have the planet Uranus and Uranus is the great awakener. Okay. So when Uranus comes around, you know, if I'm looking at someone's chart and Uranus is coming up to a planet or an angle in their chart, I know that something is going to shake up. And now it doesn't necessarily mean bad shake up. It just means that things are going to be different. And the main goal of Uranus is to break up the status quo. So let's say that we are just going about our business and then actually I'll just use an example of an earthquake. Uranus is like an earthquake. Let's say you're in California, you know, it's going to come, but you never know exactly when it's going to happen. Right? So that's Uranus. We can see the planet coming, but you don't know exactly what it's going to do. And that's the biggest thing with all astrologers. We don't know how to predict with Uranus because it is actually so unpredictable, but what Uranus is connected to is the superconscious. So it is breaking you out of the mundane. It's breaking you out of the chains that you're stuck in. And it's bringing you up to a higher level of consciousness. So sometimes that means it might break you open and maybe you have your spiritual awakening. Sometimes it comes by and I see people all of a sudden break up or get a divorce. Again, I can't always predict that, but you can see when Uranus does something, it shakes things up, right? You have to see other things going on in the chart. And so what it's trying to do is get you out of the the vibration or the pattern that you're in, because everything is a pattern and it's opening you up to, again, higher states of consciousness. Okay. So with that, it's like when someone has Uranus transiting in their chart, they'll feel like they had all this coffee or all this caffeine. And, um, they're like, Oh, I'm like over here. I was like in India. Then I was in China. Then I went to Yugoslavia. Then I, you know, sometimes they're bouncing all around everywhere because it's not so much stable, but it's like, oh, I just, I met this someone and then they invited me to Germany, right? And then I met this person and then they invited me to France. So it opens you up to new experiences. Mm -hmm. So Uranus is coming and going to be connecting with the North Node. And so this is the collective North Node. And now the collective North Node is moving through Taurus for everyone right now. And so with it moving through Taurus, this is why, and I said this before, we are dealing with issues with farming and food and agriculture because Taurus is connected to that. Taurus is also connected to banking system and money. So we're seeing all of this. And throughout this process, there's a lot of questions about what are our values. 
what do we deem important to us? Are we going back to the farm? Are we getting our hands in the soil? Do I need to go back to the basin? Is it about luxury items? Because Taurus likes that too. It's like, you know, what feeds our soul, okay? Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of that. Now with Uranus conjunct, meaning touching the North Node on the 31st, this is a really big deal. Now to predict this, it's a little bit tricky, but I will throw out a bunch of things that could possibly happen. Now, there's always the take with, and this is not to scare people, but this is just the reality. Uranus is so sudden and quick that it's connected to explosions. It's connected to shocking things, you know? And because your um, Taurus is connected to Earth, it could be like a big tidal wave. It can be a big earthquake, a volcano, right? So there could be something, a natural disaster. That's a possibility. Again, I'm not trying to scare people, but this is the reality of what we're dealing with, right? It's shocking. We don't know. In addition to that, you know, there could be something connected to crypto, Bitcoin, definitely things have been dipping right now. Is it going to dip even more? Is it going to shoot up in a way that we haven't seen? You know, I don't know. It can go either way. It can go up or down. There are things, and I always say this, like I don't have the words because it's whatever is going to happen is beyond our consciousness right now. Otherwise, we'd be able to know exactly what it is. So what I will say is perhaps it's something there is, like I'm just throwing things out. And again, I'm not predicting because I don't know, but what I'm trying to explain is the possibilities. Maybe crypto Bitcoin gone. Maybe it explodes even more in in the most beautiful way. Maybe that's, we shift over to a new resources in a way in a, with a monetary like language or exchange we've never heard before that I don't have the words because I couldn't have told you two years ago about NFTs because like, I didn't have the wording for that, right? So astrologers, we'd say, okay, we know money is shifting and the way we're using it and how we're using it, but like, did I have the word NFT? No. Does that make sense? Total. So I'm very interested to see what this is going to do and how it's going to take. Now, the two things, it could be like one big thing that happens around that date, or it could be like this quick thing. And then this like slow descent or ascension into something else mm-hmm. because energy takes time. And again, that's where I'm being very realistic. I know a lot of astrologers can be like, well, this is exactly what's going to happen. And I've heard all that. And then half the stuff doesn't come true because we don't fully know, but we know patterns and themes. And I think that's the most realistic thing that we can do. So this is going to be a big thing. Now, I also think in a most beautiful way, this could open us up to new technologies. This could be because it's Uranus is very connected to science. And here's the reality. Science is great. Real science, right? Real science is beautiful. It's, it's an amazing advancement. Where we go a little bit wrong is when we merge a little too much with the human and we become the robot ourselves, right? But that could be happening because Taurus is the human body. Uranus is this technological this is science. So maybe there's more merging of AI. Or maybe there's science that figures out a way to dissolve something else, right? So there's beauty with science and then there's science that goes too far. Yes. Welcome to the human journey. I vote further merging with our souls. Everyone in favor and on that mothership, raise your hand, say aye. (laughs) So actually, let's talk about this for a second. That is a possibility, but here's the thing. In order to do that, we have to be very aware and conscious. And now, unlike a lot of people's opinion, I don't think half of the world is awake. I don't. I think most of, I think most of the world is asleep. I would it's agree. It's painful at times. So the reality is we can tap into a higher octave of our soul and our consciousness. We can become channels ourselves with this Uranus North Node. 
but you have to already be pretty aware um, to kind of direct that energy. So is most of the world going to celebrate that? No. Is most of the world even going to know that? No. So what's going to happen is most likely most of the world tips to the other end of the spectrum and becomes the puppet and just does whatever the media tells us to. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are so many different directions, but this is a real, this is a biggie. And I haven't seen something like this before. So I'm actually very curious myself as an astrologer to see how this plays out and to study the cycles because yeah. I haven't seen something like this before. Yeah. It's really intriguing to me too. Like I'm definitely not a person that keeps track of these things or marks my calendar, but I think this will be the first time just out of pure curiosity. I'll mark a little thing, maybe starting July 22nd or somewhere around there and just like make a little note of what, what do you call this moment on July 3rd? Uranus conjunct the North node. Uranus conjunct the North node. There's the foreign language for you. So yeah, I'll just make note of that in my phone so I can just kind of, uh, enter into an even additional state of conscious awareness for what might start to brew. The question that was coming up for me, whether it's for this astrological experience or any of the others that you're going to share today. Do you have any tips for people like based upon Uranus's energy of grandiosity and potential eruption? Like should people do extra grounding practices or anything like that? Any tips or tools for this? Yeah. I mean, you definitely will want to do more grounding because Uranus is like a lightning bolt. But I also see that it sometimes comes around and it gives us the strength to do things that we wouldn't normally do. So listen, if you're just like, oh, I've been wanting to do this my whole life and I'm just like, I'm scared, but like I have the inspiration, like go for it. So that's when it's like, yeah, getting grounded is good, but don't get too stuck. But if you are feeling the anxious energy, because as a collective, we do take on the energy. So a lot of people might feel ungrounded around that time. So that is a beautiful idea to get more grounded and to try and really um, work with your nervous system because Uranus is literally like a lightning bolt going through Mm. your nervous system. Okay. I do feel that there is going to be something that's like a little shocking around that time that for the collective. So I, I just feel like we are creating this reality. And so whatever we're creating, we have to work through. But yeah, you know, Uranus comes with shock it always does. Oh my goodness. I'm so intrigued. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And I appreciate the way that you share too. Anything else that has been circulating up there in the stars that we should be aware of? Yeah. So two things. So one, we just finished up another eclipse season. Indeed we did. (laughs) Powerful. And I tell people every single time, it's going to get you <laughs> because this is where we feel. And not in a scary way. I'm saying that more in a joking way because nobody is immune during eclipse season. We all feel our stuff. There's lots of tears. There's lots of processing. But what is it about? It's about moving us to the next level of evolution, right? So we will have another round October 25th and then November 8th, we'll have another round of eclipses. So I just like to throw that out there because it's a very volatile time. October is going to be interesting because we have another Saturn Uranus square that um, was going on in 2021. This is about freedom versus control. And so this is also very connected to the stock market and monetary exchange in the past. So I'm very curious to see with the stock market, what's going to happen. And also 
Again, in 2021, we saw a lot of the people like protesting, taking to the streets, and then people wanting it to be a certain way, right? It was very split. So we have another square coming up in October where the two are very close together. So I think we're going to feel some tension with that again. But if anything, it's an understanding, you know, people taking to the streets and being like, nope, I won't do these lockdowns. I won't do these forced, you know, whatever it is. That helps us evolve, right? So sometimes we need the little bit of the chaos and the push-pull in order for us to move mountains, okay? So that's coming. And then the other thing in October, so this will be from October 30th to January 12th, and, um, oh, that's a lot. This is a long yes. passageway. Okay. <laughs> yes. Not nothing too scary, but just an energy that we're going to feel. Um, so Mars is going retrograde. Now we all hear about when Mercury goes retrograde. That happens a couple times a year, for about three weeks at a time. And Mercury rules our mind, our thinking, technology, and information to and from. So that's why things get confusing because we are informational beings, right? So if like we don't share correctly, we get all confused. So Mars is a different archetype. Mars is the masculine and we all have the masculine. And so when Mars goes retrograde, it's actually very interesting. I would say this is not just throwing this out there, not the best time for elective surgery. If somebody needs emergency surgery, I mean, by all means, like you don't stop it, but I personally wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to get my boob job, <laughs> you know, mm. joking is what we were talking about before, um, during October 30th to January 12th, because Mars is about blood. Mars is about the knife. Mars is about cutting open. And when a planet goes retrograde, the energy is not as direct. So because of that, we feel the archetype. And we kind of ruin that energy. So you want the energy direct when you're getting surgery. You want Mars, which is the knife, is the surgery going direct. Now, on a more personal level, this is a time for us to see how are we pushing our energy out? How are we using our power? Are we stepping to our power? Are we stepping to our masculine? On a collective level, I think this is going to be very important for society to be like, what is masculine energy? Are we suppressing this? Are we what are we doing with it? Right. So I think there's going to be some stuff coming to the forefront with that. You know, I understand that we're moving to a time when everything is getting blended, but the reality is we have duality on earth. We are in the third dimension. We're transitioning fourth, fifth, but we still, we're still here. We're not ascended masters. And so no matter what anyone identifies with, we have the masculine feminine polarity within us, mm -hmm. which is very important to understand. So we can't really just diminish that entirely. We have to really look at that on a personal level and what that means to us. So when Mars goes retrograde, I sometimes find that there's a little bit more chaos because if you think about it, Mars is our masculine and so it, it doesn't go as direct. So it gets a little bit clouded. So people get a little pissy. So you're going to see stuff in the news and the media. People get a little bit, I don't want to say violence as I'm trying to scare anyone, but you know, people get agitated. And so what stuff happens with that, right? So it is a long time. And so we are going to be moving through how we deal with this energy. And also during this time, if people feel more tired, that could be because Mars rules our drive. And so the planet that's connected to our drive is not going to be full force, right? So again, and this is where I say, you can believe astrology or not, but the planets don't care if you believe it or not. They're still going to play out. And then when you're in tune enough to be like, okay, that's why it's happening. You have a higher understanding of the cosmic rhythm. 
But I also always say it's not about, oh, Mercury's retrograde, so I can't do anything. No, I don't, I don't live life like that. Like I'm not going to not do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is very fascinating. I feel like, and the soul fam joining us, especially if you've been following my work or listening to all the episodes that I wholeheartedly know how to healthily alchemize, invite in, welcome in the totality of this earth and unseen world experience that we have. So it's like, I embrace and I'm happy to be at one in a healthy way with everything that you just shared. All that being said, it seems to me that we, in the next coming six, seven months, there's going to be quite a few passageways of potential big shifts. And I mean, that all sounds like pretty powerful stuff. And so, I mean, I guess I would say these tips just in general in life, like if it resonates, opening you up to a further invitation to be an even greater devotion to healthily facing yourself and getting into even more healthy and whole integration with your whole being. And again, if it resonates, maybe leaning in the next layer to your spiritual practices and just getting in an even grander connection with that allness totality energy so that when these waves and potential jarring experiences come, you're able to be with it in additional grace. And if you lose your center, you'll be able to find it more quickly and get recentered faster than before. That was just what was coming in for me. I'm just like, oh, on the horizon, there's some interesting stuff coming. And there is. And the reality is we are in this time of transmuting this very dark energy and moving to higher states of consciousness. So the reality is we're going to be in this for several years. This is not just, but this is where we're at. So how do we live our best life mm -hmm. while we are decided to come to earth to transmute this energy? And that's why everything I do, everything you do is to help people on this journey. Mm -hmm. We all need each other because this is it's the wild west out here. <laughs> I agree. I know. I have definitely said a number of times this lifetime, both before the last couple of years and especially in the last couple of years, I'm like, wow, this is potentially in a lot of ways, my most intriguing lifetime yet. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of us have lived a lot of lifetimes, but I've definitely seen and experienced so many things in my mini lifetime journey. But this one is a doozy. And I say that with reverence and I say that with love and joy and all the things, but this is a ride kind of unlike any other in my memory. Unlike anything else, honestly, there are days when I am just like, I need a break. I'm tired. And that's why we need community and we need friends and yeah. And podcasts oh. like, <laughs> like ceremony circle yeah. and like yours and yeah. like resources and tools that you guys can go to keep leaning in on this magical ride and yeah, just supporting one another. So well, thank you. I had fun getting to know you with those random list of questions. I'm just peeking over at it one more time to see if there's one I missed that I really want to get in there. Yeah, um, throw in more, throw in more. I love it. Okay, let's see. I mean, yeah, it was kind of, this is like a simple one. It's not a very deep one, but I was intrigued what you would say. If you had to pick and someone was like, 
the world's most incredible. We want to invite you to be our guest either to the world's most incredible, mind-blowing, miraculous biohacking retreat or the world's most incredible, miraculous shamanic retreat. Which one would Danielle go to? Oh, like real shamanic and like like truth, my soul would go to that for sure. The biohacking I love, but I'm like, that's just Danielle trying to survive on earth. But my soul is like, let's just go. Let's go in for it. Yes. Amazing. All right. Well, that feels like a perfect note to end on considering we're here on Ceremony Circle. So you heard it here. She would go to the world's most incredible, miraculous shamanic retreat. Thank you. Thank you as always for shedding this beautiful insight and for opening me up continuously to this language that is astrology that intrigues me and want to keep learning more about. So thank you for being here. I hope you keep gracefully and easily exiting out of that potent portal that you were in the last week or so. And I appreciate you making the time to come on, even though you weren't feeling your absolute best today. Thank you. I'm feeling better every single moment, every single day. So I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on again. And it's always a pleasure talking with you. Like I mentioned, Danielle has her own podcast called Cosmic Body, right? And um, you do monthly moon gatherings and you've got courses, you have things going on all the time. So people should maybe best go to your website to find out about all that website or Instagram. I am Danielle Page, P-A-I-G. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Soul Fam, as always, for being with us. Danielle, good to see your face again. And we will sit with you again next time. Woo! What a beautiful, powerful voyage that was. It truly brings me so much joy and activates and lights me up to be able to sit with these incredible teachers leaders and masters from all over the world. So to learn more about them, just head to my website where all of the show notes and their details are listed. That's alisoncharles.com, A-L-Y-S-O-N-C-H-A-R-L-E-S.com. And remember, what makes Ceremony Circle Podcast so unique is that at the end of every single episode, you're able to immerse in a potent guided ritual practice or ceremony for your empowerment. So please feel free to make note of the practices that you really resonate with, the ones that really light up your soul and come back to those episodes anytime, any day. You can use them as your daily practices. And I recommend starting your day with one of them at your altar space. Ah, it's been an honor voyaging with you today. And I would so truly appreciate if you'd open your heart to take a quick few seconds to drop a review on Apple, sharing what you love most or appreciate most about Ceremony Circle Podcast. Receiving those reviews is so helpful and allows us to continue to share this valuable content. And don't forget, if you haven't already gotten your copy of my new best-selling book, Animal Power, you can do so anywhere books are sold, or I most recommend going to my website. Again, that's allisoncharles.com backslash animal power, because when you purchase for you and your friends there, you get a free video guided shamanic journey to meet your current power animal that I facilitate. Animal Power Book is a modern day compendium featuring 100 different power animals, what each animal represents, their wisdom messages for you, 
guided practices, and stories from all over the world. I personally put the book up to my heart each morning at my altar, and I ask which animal most wants to work with me that day. And then I simply close my eyes and flip the book open to the page I'm guided. And let me tell you, I have been deeply moved to tears on many occasions, and I can't wait for you to experience it as well. I worked on this book for many, many years, and it's now my greatest honor to have it available for you. So anytime animals reveal themselves for you, you can just head to Animal Power Book and see what that animal is trying to get your attention for. All right, Soul Fam, let's unite again in our next episode coming out next week so we can sit together and continue to activate greater consciousness energies for everyone. Much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.